Hello everyone, happy Sunday, how are we doing? Welcome back to Life's Your Bitch, the podcast where we are changing the narrative. You know, we are improving by 1% every day. Proving? Did I just say we're proving? We're improving. You know, all of these girlies, we're all, um, if you're new here, we're all well-being self-help queens. And we also have an Instagram, at Life's Your Bitch, and a TikTok, at Life's Your Bitch, and a Facebook group, Life's Your Bitch, which isn't that active at the moment. Actually, this is being pre-filmed by like three weeks, so it's actually probably like really active now, and we have like little challenges and tasks on there, so you should definitely head over there. Anyway, I do have the same drink as last week, although my cup does have stickers of the logo on it. Which is very, very cute. I can't wait to the day, like, we sell these, you know. We make this a thing. And you get your Life's Your Bitch cup. You fill it with your drink. And you, oh my god, imagine that, right? So if, you, if you're new here, on the TikTok every week, I've been, like, filming the process of me making my little drink, whatever that might be. I mean, it's always been a coffee so far. But um, what kind of coffee? I've got a new coffee machine. We're testing it out together, you know, seeing what works, what doesn't. Um... And then I sit here in the podcast and I tell you what drink I have and I drink it out of this cup. And if you're watching on TikTok, you can see my cup. Imagine one day, right, we, we make a movement. This podcast becomes number one on all of the Spotify charts. And I come out of these cups with the logos on it. And then you guys make your TikTok with your cup about what drink you're about to make to watch the podcast in response to what I made. To Oh my God, imagine I make a drink and then you guys all make the same drink to watch, the, to listen to the podcast. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? I'd love a big movement like that. I love a sense of community, which is why I love the podcast so much. I love to think that I have like a little friendship group that just like listens to the podcast and we're all best friends and we all like know what each other are thinking and we're all very like wellness, a mindset, positive mindset. I love the sense of like community and all of us like doing similar things, which is why I love the events. Hopefully when you're listening to this, I've actually just done an event this week or this week coming. It's just a bit everywhere at the moment but in the new year starting in the new year there's going to be an event every single month what you can you can keep you can take take my word for that one that is my goal because obviously i'm not really here now so there's going to be one maybe two in october i'd love to be able to plan to have two in october that'd be so much fun um and then obviously i'm away then for november and december but i'd love like a new year event and we new year new us and we set goals together and we manifest and we i would love that um Anyway, right. <laughs> so, what have I been grateful for? I'm very grateful for this episode. So, I seen the other day, um, I follow uh, Talent Management 16th, and they, I don't know if it's a podcast or they just do these little clips for YouTube or for their whatever. I don't think it's a podcast, but it should be. And basically, the owner of that talent agency was talking to one of their talent and talking about education, and he said, I think the way content creators need to look at like making their content, if it's educational based, isn't what do I know that I should share? It's what do I want to know? What am I lacking? What knowledge would I like to learn? What areas of my life can I improve? Go away, learn about that, come back and share it with their followers. And I thought that's how I need to start looking at the podcast because I was like, okay, what subjects do I feel confident in? What am I good at? Which is why the first ones were changing the narrative dating yourself I can't remember but things that I felt like I'm good at this let me share and now we're getting to the point where we're 21 episodes in 
I don't know this much about this many topics, right? So it's like, okay, what areas of my life do I still need to improve that I don't know anything about? I don't know have the answers. Let me go learn some answers and share them with you guys. And that just feels like a really nice approach and also takes away the approach that you guys are coming here to listen to an expert because that's never been the take that I want this podcast to have. Like, I'm not saying I've got all the answers at all. The point of this podcast is like, hey, we're probably all a similar age. Most of my listeners are a similar age from 18 to 24-ish. A lot of people are, give or take a few years older or younger than me, 21. And it's like, hey, I don't know either. I'm also really interested in this wellness and self-help areas. Let's learn together. I'm going to go away, learn some stuff and try and share it with you guys. And we're going to see if we can improve together because, yeah, I'm not an expert. And I think as well, it takes away the pressure of me trying to be. So just in case you were new here. That's the approach of the podcast because I've always wanted a podcast like this. It's like someone my age going through similar things. It's just like chatting about how they how they try and help themselves instead of like CEOs screaming in your face things that aren't actually that relatable. Anyway, so I've been very grateful for this episode because it's kind of taught me a few things. And I feel like ever since I've kind of planned this, I've been trying to be a bit more proactive in what I've learned. I'm also grateful for a lot of opportunities and I think signs from the universe recently. There's a lot of things that have happened, calls that I've had, messages I've sent, just little things that have happened, even for this event, the woman who was like going to be running with me, all of a sudden can't. And I'm like, this is my sign to get up and do the event myself and stop. Because I've always been like, I can't run these events myself, I don't know enough, blah, blah, blah. But the whole point is I want to just like meet you guys and like chat about the subject, just like the podcast. Like I need to take away the fact that you're going to come to my event and leave like a like a master of an area because I can't give you that and I don't always want to oh I don't always want to rely on my events having someone else hold them so I just think like even like that like her not being able to do it is just like a sign that it's like it is scary but like just get up and do it yourself so that you can carry on doing them yourself which I think is a sign I my toxic trait is that I think every little thing that happens in this world is a sign from the universe but I also think that's a nice toxic trait to have like you may as well think of it like that because I could sit here and be like oh my god she can't do the event oh my god I need to find someone else oh my god I can't do the event whatever but instead I'm like this is a sign that I need to do it myself and it's probably not (laughs) but it's a fun way to look at life and it's an easy way to look at life and it stops some stress so I think there's been a lot of really lovely signs and opportunities that have come into my life recently that have made me realize like certain things so I'm very grateful for that because, yeah, I look for signs to guide me. <laughs> um, so I, this is like a forecasting my gratefulness, like kind of like pointing out things that are going to make me smile today. Like, you know, when I always say, I don't know, I've said this probably a few times in the podcast. If you're like reasons I'm going to smile tomorrow or like reasons today, today is going to be a good day before you start the day. Like, I'm going to go make my morning coffee. I'm going to go make my favorite breakfast. I'm going to go on a walk later. You're like forecasting the day to be a good day so that's what I'm doing and I'm hopefully gonna have a really nice evening with the girls tonight I think we're gonna go and do a picnic picky lunch picky evening um paddleboard it's a really warm day hopefully it'll be a nice sunset I think that'll be so fun and I'm also excited because tomorrow we're going off to like an aqua kind of park you know them like blow up things in like lakes and stuff we're gonna go do one of them and I'm so excited because we were supposed to do it last summer and they were here on Sunday and that kind of feels like like a big thing you have to like plan and we were like oh what should we do next week and we were like should we just go and fucking do one yeah fuck it let's go and I'm really excited to like have a day off work and like go and do something fun and like feel like it's summer like I'm a kid again um not that I'm not a kid I'm 21 but this summer has felt she says when she's been on holiday for like forever of it 
I feel like I've not had like summer at home yet, which makes it feel like summer. Like when you and your friends go and do fun things around your hometown, like that feels like a true summer. And I love that. So I'm really excited for tomorrow. I think it's going to be a really nice day. It's going to be nice to have like a day off work. Cause like, yeah, I've been on holiday and stuff, but when I'm on holiday as well, I'm trying to make content and like, you know, you're meeting people and you're trying to have fun. But when you have like a day off at home and go and do something fun, that, I don't know, that feels like more, not more value to me. I think it's because when I'm on holiday, I am always still working, always taking pictures, I'm always taking TikToks, which like, I'm so grateful for and I absolutely love it. But like an active day off work, like let's leave the office at home, get in your car, pick up your friends. Like I'm just really excited for it. I feel like it's gonna make me feel like summer of year 12 again. <laughs> so last week's episode was all about like navigating relationships in your 20s. Um, I really hope the episode's gone down well. I actually only filmed it two hours before this. Uh, but I really like the episode and the journal prompt was what's something you look for in relationships. So obviously the last 20 minutes of that episode was me telling you guys what's important in relationships for me. But one thing I didn't mention that is really, really important for me and should be really important for everybody, but is someone who gets my love language and someone who acts upon my love language. So I have literally made all of my boyfriends do love language tests because I think they're important things and I think it's nice to know how they like to feel loved and how you want to feel loved and yeah my current boyfriend really acts upon my love language and I think he does it I know he does it intentionally but he's he doesn't like I'm doing this because you like words of affirmation but I know in the back of his head like if I'm stressed or if I'm sad or if he just like wants to let me know that he really loves me like he'll sit and he'll like tell me um and it's the cutest thing in the world but also like it's really nice because it's not like I mean he does also I'm not gonna lie like this oh, I feel like I'm always bragging about my boyfriend but like everyone should be bragging about their boyfriend because your boyfriend should be like one of your favorite people in the world um he does buy me like little gifts and that and that to be like I've been thinking about you but like I love it when he just sits down and he's like I love you so much because xyz and you're like this to me and you're blah, blah, blah. I love that so much and he knows I do as well so that is really something that's really important to me because I've had it before where I don't get uh, like a verbal, what's the word? Uh, oh my God, it was literally just on the tip of my tongue. Uh, reassurance. And it's not that I need reassurance, but like verbal love. And it just doesn't hit for me. It just, you can do as many acts of service, buy me as many gifts as you want. You can take me on as many date nights as you want. If you don't look me in the eye and be like, like if I'm always saying I love you first or texting like good morning or like texting good night and stuff like I don't feel loved. If I'm only always getting like I love you too, nah, doesn't do it for me, can't do that. So yeah, being with someone who gets that is really important to me. Anyway, so this title sounds pretty fucking harsh, doesn't it? <laughs> you're not busy, you're just unproductive. Like how rude of you, why are you outing me, you don't know me. No. But if you do always feel really, really busy, chances are you've got a busy mind and actually you're just a bit unproductive and it's not even that you mean to be. Because this is right, this is me all over. I am busy. I'm always like, oh my God, I've got so many things to do. Oh my God, I'm a rah, rah. And it's not that I don't have so many things to do. It's also that like, I'm just very unproductive. I'll spend my whole day thinking about, oh my God, I'm so busy and like planning the next like month of my life so that I can get all of this work done. And then waking up the next morning and being like, oh, well I didn't do X, Y, Z yesterday because I was too busy planning because I've got so much stuff to do. So then I like replan and then I like answer stupid emails that don't need answering. Like, and then it's the end of the week and I'm so busy now because 
I didn't fucking do any of it because I was stressed about how busy I was. So if that resonates, <laughs> in this episode, I'm going to kind of be talking about how to be a bit more productive, how to know if you're being busy and a bit unproductive and just like everything that comes under that umbrella. I'm going to be talking about like how things start to feel like a chore as well when you feel like this and yeah I also think it's really important that I'm going to talk about later it's like I have decided I'm going to take the word productive out of my vocabulary I think I mean I'm not completely but it really needs reframing in my head um so I say I'm going to take it out of my vocabulary I am going to say it about 15 definitely not definitely more than 15 times in this episode but yeah when I'm talking about product I, t- I talk about this later but when I'm talking about productive unproductive Blah, 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 blah. That is whatever productive and unproductive is to you. Whatever productivity looks like to you is what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about, like... Well, next episode's about hustle culture, right? So we'll get onto that. But I'm not talking about, like, oh, make sure you do 20 things on your to-do list. No, you have a morning routine, evening routine, blah, 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 you know? Hustle culture, not that vibe. That's not what I'm talking about. Anyway. God. <sighs> Breathe, Megan. This coffee I actually have is decaf by accident. I think it's decaf. I feel very... Ah, since I started drinking it. But it said it was decaf. Maybe it's a placebo. I also just get really excited when I film podcast episodes. Which is nice. Imagine I came on and I was like... Yeah, anyway. So today we're going to be talking about... Like, that's not fun to listen to. I feel like I put on a bit of a, like, a ah, character for the first, like, 15 minutes. Because I'm just so excited. And then I calm down. It's we're literally 13 and a half minutes in, so that's quite accurate. Let's talk about being busy and being unproductive. This article is from the Medium, because like I said, I don't know much about this topic. I'm trying to learn. So obviously I had to get my advice from elsewhere. So these are signs that you've got like a busy mind and you're busy, but you're being unproductive about it. And number one, you constantly feel overwhelmed. People who aren't as productive have a large part of their brain just trying to keep track of all the things that they need to do. And that's because if you're being productive, the tasks and the lists would get smaller and smaller. But if you're being unproductive, they just stay the same. So you're just trying to fucking remember everything. Albert Einstein has a quote. Paper is to write things down that we need to remember. Our brains are used to think. As in our brains aren't supposed to be used to keep track of everything we're supposed to do. The brain is supposed to act upon the task and do the thinking and complete the task. The paper is where you should keep what it is you actually need to do. And this is something I definitely need to do. Like if I think of something that I need to do, write it down on my notes app quickly. And it's a habit that I would like to start. Uh, it's probably going to be a bit tricky because I'll probably forget. But like there and then, like I forgot forever that I'd need to book my travel vaccines. And now like I'm a bit too late and I can't really get what I'm supposed to get. And it's going to cost a bomb and yeah. Um, but I knew I'd need to do it for ages, but I'd forget because then I'd be working on videos and then answering stupid emails to like, I don't know, like my dentist and like random people that like, well, were also talking my priority. But you know what I mean? I need to write down what I need to do so that when I'm making my to-do list for the day, I'm like, oh shit, yeah, I need to do that. Not keep it in my brain and then forget and then feel busy because I've just got all these thoughts. Like it's all the thoughts in your head that make you so overwhelmed. Getting down on paper, this is what I need to do. And then acting upon it so helpful there are so many days countless days where i have just felt so stressed of all the things i have to do that day that week that month that year so much so that i literally don't get anything done i don't get anything done like this happened when i came back from greece right i got home and i was like oh my god yeah it was so good it was so good it was so good my parents were like oh my god are you gonna go to ireland next weekend it's my cousin it was my cousin's engagement party and i wanted to go so bad um 
but I had a lot of work to do and the flights were stupidly awkward. Um, like the only flight home the next day was at like 7am. So I would have had to leave the party early, not drink at the party, go and stay in a hotel rather than stay with my family. Like I would just rather go when I've got more time and like celebrate properly. Like I just wouldn't have been able to. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, okay. And then I went upstairs and I was like, okay, I also need to plan a podcast event. Okay, I also need to film 10 podcasts before the end of August. Bearing in mind, it was still July. And then I was just like, fuck. And then I didn't do anything for the next like three days. Well, that's not true. I did have quite a good day the next day. But I just got myself so worked up of everything that I need to do before. Because I go away to Costa Rica in September. So it's like I'm doing a lot of work for September now. And it was like, okay, I have to have all of this done within the next five weeks and it was just like, okay, but what are you going to do tomorrow? Like, that would have been the helpful, productive thing to do. Like, okay, yeah, you do need to do all of that. But I'll be like, okay, I need to write down every single thing I need to do in the next five weeks. And then I need to divide it to every single week until, like, literally the fifth week. It's like, no, okay, yeah, maybe helpful to be like, what do I need to do in the next five weeks? And then decide what you're going to do next week. But I'll be like, okay, this is what I'm going to do the first week. This is what I'm going to do the second week. This is what I'm going to do the fourth week. This is what I'm going to do the fifth week. Just work work in the moment what are you gonna do now what are you gonna do tomorrow not what are you gonna do in four weeks time to complete the task like what are you gonna do now anyway so if you're constantly feeling overwhelmed with tasks chances are you're being a bit unproductive <laughs> this this felt like a personal attack this one you don't know your next five moves which comes into play with i think you have too many priorities so if someone asks you right now so try this in your head if I were to ask you right now, what are your top five major moves that you're going to make in order to achieve your goal? Could you could you tell me them right now? So a goal you've got in your head, whether that's work, whether that's uni, whether that's health, fitness. What are your next, what are your top five major moves? Like, what are you working on? What are you doing next? Could you tell me? I couldn't fucking tell you. And I've got about seven goals and I couldn't tell you one thing that I need to do to get closer to any of them. Oh, I want to have a really great podcast. What's your next move? On my podcast? I'm not sure that really counts. So if not, according to the leading high performance coach, Brendan Butchard, I think that's how you say it, you're not optimizing your time. You could end up living a life full of distractions where you achieve goals in years versus to others who achieve the same goals in months. People who are productive know the next five moves that have the biggest impact in getting them to where they need to go. Those who are less productive give priority equal priority to everything now that is so true <laughs> so i said this felt like a personal attack right because this article gave an example um and li listen to the example are you fucking joking me i think i was supposed to find this article it says also when i if i try and try to find articles and stuff this is what i mean about like signs from the universe if i'm trying to find articles for like my podcast name I'll like type in what I want to call the podcast because like chances are I'm not that original. So I typed in, you're not busy, you're unproductive. I hadn't seen anything on this, but I just thought in my head, like, I'm not busy, I'm just unproductive. And I typed it in and this article came up and it was literally called, you're not busy, you're unproductive. One example is, you're right. If your goal is to create a large online following, one of your top five moves would be producing content consistently. People who are busy, but not productive, will spend weeks making sure they have the perfect setup or refreshing their statistics daily versus actually getting the content out. She says, sat in a podcast chair that she refused to visually film her podcast until she got. <laughs> what? Like that is literally 
That is me. I will spend... Like, when I wanted to make fashion TikToks, I wouldn't make a single fashion TikTok until I thought I had, like, the perfect background. And then I didn't like my background, so I just, like, stopped making them. It is so bizarre. Or I'll, like, like they said, like, refresh my statistics. Like, okay, that YouTube video didn't do well. Okay, like, what do I do with the next one? No idea. But did that do well? No. Okay, that TikTok didn't do well. That TikTok didn't do well. Trying to analyse what's doing well and what's not rather than just, like, creating some new content. Or trying to plan, like, okay, I want to get back into TikTok. Okay, what kind of TikToks can I make? I can do, like, a morning routine, an evening routine. What I eat in a day. I can do this. I can do that. I can do a chatty one. I can do a daily vlog. Rather than just, like, getting up one morning and just, like, making a vlog and seeing how it goes. Like, I get tied up in, like, what should I do? What's going to work? Rather than just, like, make it and see. Again, planning. So, what we're going to do? Identify your five major moves and afterwards be strict in spending most of your time dedicated to these specific tasks. I've been... So, this is what... This was on the article. So, I'm not saying I as in me. But it says, I've been... Caught up in busy work in the past, but I've learned to be mindful of my activities. Now I pause in between tasks, this is so important, and ask myself if what I'm about to do will bring me closer to my goal or if it's just a distraction. If it's the latter, so it's just a distraction, I will say out loud, doesn't matter, <laughs> before redirecting myself to what is worth doing. I am going to try and do this so much. So like I tried to do it the other day, right? I went down and I was like, let me get out my iPad. Let me get out my four week planner. What am I going to do every day in August to get me closer to my goal? And I was like, uh -uh, shut. What am I going to do tomorrow? Having, having your five goals, although they may be hard. So maybe just do one, three. Like not everyone has five moves they might need to make. So identify a few. If you can do five, great. Because apparently that's really good. But if you can do a few, one, two. Or you just know one thing that will help you get there. And then having that, like she said, is you'll be able to recognise when you're not doing that. So whenever you're... Scroll if you're thrown on TikTok. Okay, is this very productive? Okay, no. Let me just go and get on with the task. Or whatever you're doing, you can, like she said, be like, is this going to help me towards my goal? Yes? No. Let's carry on. And I think that's very powerful. This was also a personal attack. You're more of a planner than a doer. Fucking hell. Do you know how many times my university teacher, tutor told me this? All I did was plan. Never did any of the fucking work. I'd be like, okay, I need to do this within the next six weeks so that I'd be finished two days beforehand. And no, 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 no. And I spent my whole day planning when I could have actually just like finished the module in a day. So it says, let go of the thing you're trying to be, the noun, and focus on that actual thing you need to be doing, the verb. I want to be a podcaster. No. Actual thing you need to be doing, filming. And focus on the filming rather than planning how you're going to become the podcaster fantasizing about our dreams is motivating we should have an idea of who we want to be with steps to get there but we need to do the work one way to determine if you're more of a dreamer than a doer is if you produce weekly outputs when we look at the de definition of productivity it is being able to generate produce or bring forth goods and services if you aren't generating or producing something regularly your dream or goal will likely only continue only <laughs> will likely only continue to exist in your head isn't that sad? Oh my god, what's that Alyssa Caroline from four these four pink walls? Um Ah uh, I thought dreams Oh what is it? I I know the chorus. Um I thought there was only space for my dreams in my dreams, so I sit and repeat. Na, 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 na. Does anyone know that song? But yeah, she says, um 
I thought there was only room for my dreams in my dreams or something like that. Okay, I'm going to Google that because that's going to really annoy me. <laughs> I love this song. Okay, yeah, it was literally, I assumed there was only room for my dreams in my dreams. So I'd sleep and repeat till the moon went home. And I didn't know it would take me but made me so crazy in love with it. Then the universe aligned. That is such a good song. This is like literally... um my one of my favorite songs ever it's a really good manifesty e song anyway um doesn't that doesn't someone saying that to you think fuck off like <laughs> wait i've i've lost where i was on my notes saying your dream sort of girl will likely only continue to exist in your head like fuck i don't want that i don't want that like i am such a dreamer but i also think i'm a doer but i don't think i am recently i'm very much a planner and it's starting to do my head in um it says people who are more productive spend less time thinking and more time executing. They're open to figuring it out along the way, which I am very much so. Like, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to start a podcast. And everyone's like, oh my God, what's it going to be? And I'm like, I don't know. I know the first like two episodes though, so let's just go for it. But then when I get caught up in it or I feel stressed or overwhelmed, like when I feel busy, I'm bad at being a doer. Like I'm good at starting new projects and figuring it out along the way, but I'm not very good at when my mind feels busy, just starting to tackle it. I'm very much like a... Okay, what are we gonna do? Oh my God, I've got this blanket all over me and I'm literally sweating. You may not know everything to succeed at your goal, but, oh, this is a really good one, I liked this. You may not know everything to succeed at your goal, but you will likely know enough to at least move forward a step. You can read everything you want about swimming, but you'll never, but you'll only learn how to when you're in the water. Isn't that good? You can read everything you want about swimming, but you'll only really learn how when you're in the water. Love that. So inspirational. Anyway, yeah, very true. They feel their way towards generic goals. Vague goals produce vague results. God, I don't want vague. I don't want half-hearted results, but I set half-hearted goals. I set very loose goals. Um... People less productive often set generic yearly goals. If you remember my goals episode, you will realise how me this is. In quotes, have a successful side hustle or lose weight, but they don't have concrete steps to get them. Their motto is work hard and hope for the best. If that isn't me, work hard and hope for the best. I don't know what is. That is how I feel sometimes. I'm just like aimlessly putting out content, aimlessly you going to the gym aimlessly just like da 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 we'll see if it if it's meant to be it will be and I do agree with that but also like start fucking working hard so people who are busy and unproductive feel their way towards generic goals they have lots of wants that they're working towards but they don't break these down into short-term goals to get there so what we can do begin to think of yourself as a company do successful companies I love this this is this is something I'm going to start putting into place do successful companies decide their goals at the start of the year and only check in to see if they achieve them at the end of the year? Imagine that, right? So my brother, my older brother, works in recruitment. And I don't know a lot about his job, but I know he'll come home and he'll be like, oh yeah, we've got rewards because we we meet our, we met our quarterly targets. Or he'll be like, oh yeah, we're this much over our quarterly target. Looks like we're on track to reach our yearly goal. And I'm like, oh yeah, I don't do that. Okay, my goal is, so at the beginning of the year, I had a goal to hip thrust 200 kg. 
So, like, my first quarterly goal, I should have, like, put that in reverse a bit. Okay, so, like, by the third quarter, I should be should be pushing 180, 190, and then should be doing 170, 150 comfortably in the first quarter. And it's like, no, I just, like, go into the gym, hip thrust a little bit, and then, like, leave. And I'm just like, yeah, I'll reach 200 by the end of the year. I feel like I'll just use that example because it's, like, something you can easily measure. But anyway, no, they don't do that. They set quarterly goals. Oh my God, I just said quarterly. They set quarterly goals that ultimately lead them to their bigger picture. Break your yearly goals into smaller goals throughout the year. An effective time frame is setting smaller goals every three months. Goals every three months gives you a needed sense of urgency to get things done, but it's also like a reasonable amount of time to be able to actually get the things done. So when I was saying there's something I really want to do, for me, um... I don't know I struggle okay I've got like a three-year goal say but I struggle to think where I should realistically be in a year I'm bad with like realistic things I'm just a big dreamer I'm like yeah so by the end of the year I should have done a whole live podcast tour then cool like obviously not but then I'm like I don't know what is realistic but especially in my industry I feel like things change fast and some things are unpredictable um and I'm sick of setting myself goals for like failure like I'm sick of being a little bit too unrealistic so I want to check in with myself weekly and monthly so it's like okay by the end of August you should have done xyz so then every Monday morning or every Sunday being like okay what did I get done this week okay cool and then next week being like what do I want to get done this week because I feel like a week for me can so easily go past and I wouldn't have really done much um I was saying to my boyfriend just on FaceTime actually he said something about his job and I was like, yeah, well, at least you've worked all day today knowing that like you're going home with money. And he was like, does that bother you? And I was like, I don't know, like sometimes it's just not the best when you're working by yourself and you're kind of like not aimlessly working sometimes, but there's no one to kind of keep you in check and you finish the day and it's like, if, you're not, if you weren't working on a brand deal and you were just like working on TikToks or working on the podcast, like I don't make a single penny from the podcast. So it's like, not that it matters. I love the podcast. I would give up everything else if I could just carry on making the podcast. I genuinely think that. But I don't know, like a week can go past quickly if you don't have any brand deals to work on because like the money incentive isn't there. If the goal incentive isn't there because you don't know what you're really working towards, like you can just get really easily lost, I think, just by yourself, just like working on what you think you should be working on. So I really want to check in with myself like every week and be like, cool, what did we achieve last week? What are we going to achieve this week? Um, cause I think that will really help me, especially if I've got like a month goal. So I think I might try and do like, okay, where would we like to be in like a year and then be like, okay, what am I going to do this month? Not what am I going to do every month? Cause that feels a little bit overwhelming and feels a little bit unproductive. This says when you're in the hurricane of hustle culture, it can be hard to tell the difference between busy work versus real productivity. And this is what I mean when I think we need to reframe what productivity means. And I'm really excited to share with you my hustle culture episode next week because I just think it's really interesting. I did a lot of research on it for uni and I think I got a fun little outlook on it. But yeah, I think that is really important, redefining what productivity is to you. Because to me, I think productivity is like, oh my God, quick work, work, work every day, like nine to five work. You shouldn't have any breaks. You should be constantly working on something big and have a really big output by the end of the day. Like sometimes if I don't have a physical thing by the end of the day, like a podcast episode filmed and ready, a set of TikToks like edited and done, a YouTube video, if I've just done like podcast planning and admin, 
it doesn't feel productive, which is stupid because I need to do that at some point in able to make the outcome. So redefining what productivity actually is to you and realizing that sometimes it's not always have ending the day with a final product. It's like ending the day with the means to make that product as long as it's not like stupidly planning. Like, okay, I'm going to do this next week. Like actually genuinely, like I can't film my podcast without planning them, for example, if you know what I mean. Like that's not pointless planning. That's planning I actually need to do to film the podcast. But sometimes if I spend the day planning two podcasts, yeah, it just feels unproductive. So redefining that. Something I wanted to add is always trying to multitask. Um, I probably should have put this in with uh, more of a planner than a doer and maybe feeling overwhelmed. I think it comes from feeling overwhelmed and planning too much is when you finally write down all these things that you have to do. You finally get them out of your head and then you kind of like don't know what to do next. It kind of is like all of these, actually. I think all of these four points lead to me multitasking. It's like, I don't know my next five moves. I feel overwhelmed. I'm planning way too much. So I don't know what my top priorities are. So then I try and do everything at once. I'm like trying to plan a podcast. And then I'm like, do you know what it is? I'll be like, I'm trying to edit a YouTube video, right? And then my phone will go off. I'll reply to my manager. And then I'm like, oh, I haven't posted a TikTok. Okay, let me scroll on TikTok and try and find a trend in sound. And I'm like, no, fuck, I was editing a YouTube video. And then I'm like, oh, I haven't posted on Instagram in a while. Let me check my followers. Are they going down? And then I'm like, actually, I'm editing a YouTube video. How's my YouTube doing at the moment? I've not answered comments in ages. Go to answer comments. I'm not joking. That is genuinely like the five things I do while I'm editing a YouTube video because my priorities aren't straight and I don't have set time to do them in. Like I'm not planning my days. I'm just like, okay, go downstairs and work. So then I'm like trying to do everything at once and then it comes to the day and I haven't actually really got anything done and everything's done a bit half-heartedly. So if you find you're always trying to multitask, you're probably a bit busy in the head and a bit unproductive. And I think as well, losing the ability to work hard. Right, I need a drink, wait. Oh, sorry, this room is so hot. And I was like under the really fluffy blanket and like, I'm just really warm, but anyway. I think as well, as a result of like these few things, like, and then multitasking as a result, I think as well, you kind of like lose the ability to work hard, which makes you feel super unproductive and makes, adds the busyness to your head because like you're procrastinating so much because there's so much to do. I think, I feel like I keep saying I've lost the ability to work hard and I've really been beating myself up about it when I haven't lost the ability to work hard. I really enjoy working hard my mind is just really busy and distracted and I've kind of forgot my why. Like not knowing your next five moves, I think that one is so powerful because if I knew my next five moves, like if I knew exactly the things I needed to do to get to my goal, I would be like, whoa, let's go. Like, but I don't have direction. So I just feel a bit lost and I feel like I've lost the ability to work hard. When it's not that, it's just like, I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I'm working on. So like the passion to work hard isn't there because it's just all feels a bit like flimsy to be honest. It's definitely coming back because I've kind of been like kicking myself up the ass and being like stop planning, stop being like a weird perfectionist and just like post some content, see what does well, go from there. So like film the podcast, I'm really enjoying again, turning them into TikToks, I'm really enjoying again. Um, like with my own socials, I'm getting back into my own TikTok and I'm really enjoying it and seeing the benefits of just like doing rather than like planning but if you're if you think at the moment I'm just feel I feel like I'm really procrastinating I don't want to work hard like if it feels like a bit of a chore get in line your next five moves and also 
Okay, wait. There's like a hundred different one things here. Get in place your next five moves. What is it that's beneficial to work on? Get your priorities straight. And I think as well, remember your why. Why are you doing what you're doing? What is the passion behind it? What's the determination behind it? What's your motivation? What's your drive? Me and Gabby were saying, we find it really hard to work on something we're not passionate on. And I was like, that's also us probably not having discipline and being in a privileged privileged position where if we're not passionate about something, we don't really have to work hard on it because we're not like paying rent at the moment. And like with our uni degree, if we're not passionate about it, like we could have, wait, how am I trying to say this? We're lucky we're doing degrees we're passionate about and like took the time to choose them and knew what we were passionate about so that we can work hard in them. And we knew if say, I honestly feel like if I turned around to my parents in like second year, even third year, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have loved it. But if I was like, I really don't like my uni degree. I really, I just want to drop out. I love my social media. It's what I want to do. They would have been like, okay, finish it. Have a plan B. Come on. Like they wouldn't have just given up. I don't have snowflake parents. But if I, if I was genuinely unhappy, I was like, I can't work hard. I really hate it. I'm wasting my time. I know they would have been like, okay, fine. Okay, fine. If you, if you really, really think you can't, fine. Um, so it's a privileged position to be in. And if you are in the position where you are in a job and you're somewhat financially stable enough to make the switch into a job you're really passionate about or financially stable enough to quit and spend some time like if you're living at home and your parents are making you pay rent or they are but you've got a bit of savings and you can just take some time to figure out what it is you want to do or like make a side hustle in the meantime like there's a lot of ways you can be privileged enough to find out what it is you're passionate about it doesn't mean quitting your day job it doesn't mean taking big leaps and whatever but while you're in this time like being privileged enough is literally also as well like just being 20 not having kids to provide for like being okay with having less money while you start in a new job for a little bit. Like this is your time to figure out what you're passionate about and go for it because then your why will become a lot easier. Your next five moves will come a lot easier. You'll be excited to work hard. You'll just be like more determined and there'll be so much more motivation behind your work if you're if you're passionate about it. I think there's a lot of reasons I think I've lost the ability to work hard and burnout is definitely one of them as well. Um... So making sure that you're going to listen to my burnout episode and my stress episode, making sure you're handling your work, even if you do know your next five moves, in a burnout, stress-free way. Because I refuse to have the word burnout in my vocabulary. So I talked a little bit there about um, how to get the ability back to kind of like work hard and like find your why. Because I think as well, like when you're lost with this no direction, picking your next five moves and being a doer, not a planner, it's quite hard. So recently I have made a promise to myself. This might sound really privileged, but luckily I'm in a position where I work for myself. And if I want to make the decision to like make less money this month in order to like make a long-term goal um, happen, I can do that. So yeah, it might sound a bit flouncy and a bit privileged, but it's not. I think it's really important for me at the moment. Anyway, I've made a promise to myself that I'm not doing anything that starts to feel like a chore or that I'm not enjoying. I like move on. And yeah, it might not show a lot of discipline, but discipline isn't really my priority right now. I know I have discipline when it comes to work. I don't need to prove myself to anyone. I mean, like, really for me, actually, 
it's about the opposite. It's about finding that passion, finding what I'm enjoying and not working for the sake of it. So like I refilmed my relationships episode before I refilmed my self worth episode, got halfway through, decided this is shit. I don't like it. Um, and really it's actually important for me. My priority right now is being able to recognize that, okay, this isn't going well. I'm going to leave that there and I'm going to go away and I'm going to learn and plan more and come back to it. Because like I said, I used to finish my day and if I didn't have an outcome like a podcast episode filmed, I'd be like, that was a really unproductive day. That was really stupid. Tomorrow we're going to film four podcast episodes rather than like taking the time to make that one podcast episode really good. And like letting things take the time that they take is something I'm trying to really work on. So like, not like making your podcast should take me one hour. They take one hour to film, no planning time, just get on and film them. Like allowing a podcast to take the time it's going to take. If I don't like it and I need to reshoot the whole thing, I'm going to do that now. And for me, that's important because like I said, I'm like redefining my sense of productivity and like finding my why and finding, just like trying to navigate my work, which is going to help me choose my next five steps, which is going to help me be a doer, not a planner. Like it's going to help all of these things. I hope this approach will clearly show me what I enjoy and where the excitement lies because when that excitement comes back I'm choosing the activity that I enjoy and that that all helps you in the long run be productive because I know I find it hard to be productive on things I don't like so I'm trying to actively be like I'm not enjoying this right now so I'm gonna move on I also wrote here in my notes I hope that this take on it means that one day, even if I'm not in the mood to work and I'm doing something I enjoy, like filming a podcast and it is actually going well or whatever, I'll remember the feeling of the enjoyment and like celebrate the rewards, which will make me want to work hard. So like, I think it's really important to celebrate every little thing that goes well. Like, okay, I took my time, I made that podcast and look, I like letting the task take the time it took. Like now I'm, I'm happy with the outcome. I'm happy with the reward. Like celebrating little things. Like when you come to the end of the week and you realise you did everything you kind of set out to do. Being like, yeah, cool, well done. Because that will motivate you to do the same next week. How shit is it when you finish a day or a week and you're like, I didn't do what I wanted to do. And like make, making sure it's realistic. Not like, oh, I didn't film seven YouTube videos for podcasts and have an event today. Like, well, no, obviously not. But like small realistic rewards. I've also put using triggers and strict timing has helped me developing work boundaries so that I can start my work because I know when I have to finish. So something I was supposed to talk about earlier, which I think making, which is help, not helps being unproductive. is like not being able to separate your work and your home. So I know as well, I'm not the only one at the moment that's like working from home. I feel like it's actually really normal for a lot of jobs to be working at home at the moment. Um, and not being able to separate them. I think it's quite hard to like start being productive. So you unproductive and you're very busy minded because like two things aren't separate. So when I put using triggers, I mean like coming down and like sitting in the office and being like, okay, I'm going to start work at 10 and then I'm going to finish at four. So it's like, I can, I know I can work hard in the day because I've got, I've got a time that I'm finishing and then I'm going to go to this yoga class that starts at half five. Like I don't really have a choice or like I'm seeing my friends at five o'clock or even just like, no, this is when I finish. So it's like easier to start the work because you know you're going to finish. Like I feel like sometimes I don't start start a task because it's going to feel never ending because I know I'm going to sit in this office all day and all night so like not allowing myself to do that has helped so something I wanted to talk about quickly is things becoming a chore so I recently um have noticed 
I did a TikTok about it, about like, what do you do with your evenings? And I noticed how much things like going on a walk to the beach feel like a chore after work because I've almost put this like pressure on them. So like, say you really wanna, I'm just gonna use things that I do as an example because I have experience on them. Say you really wanna even get into the gym. Okay, we won't do podcasts. Say you really wanna get into the gym and you're really excited. You've got your motivation. You've got your next step. But because it's like, I don't know, such a goal. I don't know if anyone can relate to this. I hope you can. It almost feels like a chore to do it. Like, I'm so excited about my podcast sometimes, but sitting down and, like, writing them and, like, planning them, sometimes I'm like, oh. Or I'm like, yeah, cool, I'm going to finish work at four and then I'm going to go for a walk on the beach and, like, I'm really excited. And then it gets to four o'clock and I'm so tired from the day of work. I'm like, oh, I don't want to go on a stupid fucking mental health walk. I just want to chill. And, like, actually going on a walk on the beach is all I want to do. But there's this weird, like pressure on it that like turns it in it feels like a chore i really hope someone can relate to this but basically in case you can it's something i've been talking a lot about and thinking a lot about it's just like changing the narrative on it coming back to the whole ethos of the podcast changing the narrative on it get up and go and just like reap the rewards afterwards this is something i don't have tons of advice on but i do think simply reframing your mindset is so important and it will go a long way so when things like when work feels like a chore like I kind of was saying earlier change your mindset and be like okay yeah I feel unproductive I don't want to do this it feels like a chore reap the rewards like remember how it feels when you finish that task remember how it feels when you get to the end of the day and you can tick off your to-do list and knowing that you're one step closer to that goal like finding that discipline that motivation to just do it and in the meantime changing the narrative on it and being like no this is good this is good for me this is going to get me here and then when you finish it, like remembering that sense of achievement and what that feels like before you start the task and don't focus on the task at hand, focus on the outcome has really helped me recently and is how I'm trying to reframe things from feeling like a chore, like thinking about the outcome of said thing, which is always really, really worth the activity that's feeling like a chore in that moment. Anyway, so if you want to be productive like me, you can't ignore the fact that you've got a busy mind, right? So writing down your top five next moves, being a doer, not a planner, is all well and good. But if you've got just like a generally busy mind, it's quite hard to... Like being productive doesn't always counteract that completely. Like your mind is going to stay busy and you're still going to be thinking about X, Y, Z things you have to do in a month. Like if that's just the type of person you are and if that's how busy your mind is feeling in that moment, it's quite hard to turn away from that. Like it definitely helps but you probably still finish work like, okay, yeah, really good day. Okay, you still need to do this, this, and this, and this, and this. So we're gonna talk about how to actually calm your busy mind. Headspace, meditation, three to five minutes, even in lunch breaks and work breaks after your work day, like whenever you feel your mind being like, okay, and I've got to do this within the next like six months to get to my five-year goal, or I've got to do this, this, and this, and this, and this, this, all this evening, otherwise I'm never gonna make it. Close your eyes. Headspace has literally three, five, one minute meditations. Even just count your breaths, just sitting there being like, one, two. And just like taking a minute to recognize your thoughts, let them pass and take them as they are, which is just thoughts. Recently, I've really been trying to balance and connect with my body and like learn my cues. Pilates and yoga is like really helping with this. Anything that brings my whole attention to my body. So even like really loud spin classes where there's loads going on and like you kind of don't have a chance to, but to like focus on because they're always like pedal to the beat like you're just one two one two like 
activities that are actually going to take your mind off of it. I'm finding group exercise really great for it. I'm finding Pilates and yoga really great for it. But I think with an instructor, I don't think I'd get the same out of it if there, if it was like a YouTube video. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. And like if a YouTube video works for you because you can't afford to go to Pilates yoga class, great. But for me at the moment, like my mind is so busy. Like I need an instructor there to be like, Megan, torso, like pull it in. And I'll be like, okay, yeah. And then like really focusing on it. So basically I don't trust myself to sit and do a one on YouTube and like take it seriously. Like I just don't think I would. I think I would just like not do it or would still be thinking about all these other things. But when there's an instructor there and people in the room, like, and you're really connecting to your body and like thinking of like your abs and your glutes and like what your torso is doing, what's your back doing? Like what's your mind doing? Where are your eyes looking? Like there's so much to think about that you're not thinking about what your mind's doing. So I'm really, really enjoying them. And I'm not saying that in a fancy dancy way. I've never been one for yoga. I actually used to find it quite boring. Pilates, I love though. I'm really loving yoga as well, but Pilates. I thought this was fun. So I found this from a article as well. Acknowledge what the feeling is. So this busyness in your mind, acknowledge what it is. Is it stress? Is it anxiety? Are you actually upset about a friend, a boyfriend, a family, something else? And you're distracting that with stress. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm really upset like, about this with my boyfriend or I've just gone through a breakup. Okay, but I need to do X, Y, Z. Like, just carry on, blah, blah, blah. Are you distracting it? Maybe you're really excited about all of about your goal and all of the work you have to do to get there, which is causing you to have a busy mind. That happens to me a lot. Like, I'm so excited about going traveling and where the podcast is. That like, I want to make sure it's all perfect. And I'm like, go, go, go. Make sure you do this. Make sure you do that. But then it actually ends up in busy and unproductive and then that excitement turns to like a bit of disappointment. <laughs> anyway, being able to identify what the emotion is and feeling it in the present moment is actually really helping. So dropping the anchor is what it's called, is the technique to notice what's happening around you while you do this and like really bringing yourself into the present moment. So like dropping the anchor and how you're feeling to so be like, oh, my mouth is really busy. Okay, one minute. Am I stressed? Am I anxious so that I'm not going to get the work done? Am I actually really excited about all the tasks at hand? Am I distracting myself? And just being able to recognise that and being like, okay, no, I am actually stressed. Just helps you be present and like be a bit empathetic to yourself, which I think is really helpful. Getting outside and putting your phone away and like actually getting outside and actively being present in the moment. Headspace actually do walking meditations that I'm yet to try, but I only found a few days ago when I was looking for like an in the moment meditation. Um, so that could be really good if you tend to go outside and it doesn't help kind of like me in the gym I love the gym like weightlifting, but I don't always switch off. I do that with walking as well like I struggle to Be in the moment so I do things like point out I'll pick a color pink and I'll point out every time I see a color pink I'll try and be like, hey, what can I feel? What can I smell? But sometimes your mind goes off track. So having like a guided walking meditation could be really helpful releasing your thoughts um, so if you are feeling stressed and really busy mind, putting that all on paper, brain dumping, as long as you don't write your own narrative. So as long as you're not like brain dumping and then like feeling really sorry for yourself. And as long as seeing all of them things on paper doesn't make you more stressed, you won't know until you do it. But if it doesn't give you a positive benefit, don't do it again. So if maybe you want to write them all down and you're like, fuck, and then you want to scrunch them up or burn them or throw them away or rip them into pieces if that's going to help you, like finding a beneficial way to brain dump. Because I can imagine some people would write it all down and then be able to physically see it and then be like, fuck. Whereas I do find it beneficial. So maybe play around with that one. Okay. 
So I've got two things to finish. We've got tips to time manage and not be distracted. And then I've just got like a roundup of like, okay, what to do next. So tips to time manage and not be distracted. One, set work times and finish times. Kind of like I was saying, if you're working from home or there's a project you want to work on, when are you going to start? When are you going to finish? And then time block your time in that. Using apps like Forest has always helped me. So being like, okay, 25 minutes of solid work, go. Which is what I say next, taking breaks. So I'll be like, okay, 25 minutes of solid work. It'll go really quick and then I'll sit for five minutes and then I'll be like, or I'll meditate or I'll just like go and make a drink, go and have a snack, just like making sure you're having breaks. And then doing the hardest task first within that time, within that time block. So I always dread making TikToks from my podcast because I'm like, I don't want to listen through everything I just said. I'm trying to find the joy in it because I am enjoying posting them on TikTok. But that task, I'm like, oh, I don't want to start that. That's a long task. So like trying to do that at the beginning of my day or as soon as I finish my podcast, just doing it there and then and not letting it linger for like a few days or a week because then I won't pick it back up. So doing the hardest task first. Um, oh, also I was going to say within your breaks, taking small breaks, like five, 15 minute breaks, and then doing whatever the thing is that normally distracts you within that break time, people might be like, that's not a very productive way to spend your break. So for example, if you always get distracted on TikToks being like, no, I'm going to work for half an hour and I'm going to have five minutes to go on TikTok and then I'm going to go back to it. People are going to be like, that's not a productive way to use your breaks. Fuck off. I don't care. I'm just trying to not be distracted while I'm in my working time. And then, yeah, you can work on weaning TikTok off on your breaks if you want to, but it's also not a bad thing. I enjoy TikTok. Don't let someone tell you that being on your screen isn't productive. If you enjoy it, it's productive. It's fine. Who cares? But it's not always productive when you're trying to get work done. So using your breaks to do the things that distract you within your work time, kind of like a working, like I was saying, like setting time to start work and finish work. Like, okay, half an hour, bang, bang. Okay, now I can go on TikTok for two minutes. Okay, and now back. 15 minutes working, bang, bang, now I can go on TikTok, you know, like planning in your distractions almost. Um, so according to entrepreneur Steve, I'm really dyslexic, Olinsky, I don't know if that's right, finding um, and immediately, sorry, finding and immediately completing tasks that take two minutes or less actually saves you a lot of time. So if a task takes two or two minutes or less, do it now. If you have to send an email, if you have to book a train, if you have to follow up something random, I don't know, if you have to call the dentist, book an appointment, call the hairdressers, book an appointment, just do it. Like when you, like I had to book travel vaccines, I was like, oh yeah, I need to do that. And I was like, just do it now. Had to reply to my dentist this morning. I was flossing and I was like, oh yeah, I need to do that. And I was like, picked up my phone and did it then before I finished flossing. Just do it now. Cause then it will be out of your brain as well. So your brain won't be as busy. Six, start your day well and end your day well. Something to look forward to. I think this helps me be productive. Almost like I was saying, having a start and finish time. If I know I'm going to finish work and then go to a yoga class at like half five, love that. If I know I'm going to wake up and have like a bit of a slow morning, going to go have a coffee, get a journal, going to have a minute before I go to the gym, love that. If I wake up and I'm like, you have to wake up at seven and go straight to the gym, be in there by half seven. I am not joking. I will not wake up because that doesn't excite me to get up. That doesn't excite me to start my day and then I'll feel shit. Starting your day with something you enjoy, I think is vital. People are like maybe privileged, but like also, even if you have to be at work by nine, just wake up at like half an hour earlier. If you normally get up at eight, wake up at half seven and like do something you want to do with that half an hour. So you're like excited to get up for the day. I think so important. Same with finishing the day. If there's something you want to do after work that's going to make you get your work day done, do it. 
the morning works for me. Evening is good as well. Like it's a good way to end your day, but I actually won't get out of bed if I'm not getting out of bed to do something that I enjoy. So to finish, because this has been an hour long episode, let's just do a little recap. If you're like me and you have a busy mind and you feel like you're never making progress, one, stop beating yourself up. It is normal and it is natural and it's actually needed to reevaluate what you're doing. So if you feel like you have a busy mind and you're being unproductive, that is actually really important because then you can be like, okay, why am I feeling unproductive? Am I not enjoying what I'm doing? Do I need to reevaluate my tasks here? Do I need to reevaluate my next five moves, my goals? And the answer for me was absolutely I need to because I was working on goals that I didn't even want to complete anymore. So don't beat yourself up and redefine what productivity is to you. What does a productive day look like to you? And be easy on yourself. Make a realistic productive day and don't make a productive day in terms of what hustle culture thinks is a productive day. Two, what are you trying to achieve? Get clear. What are your next five steps? This whole thing we've been talking about, I think so helpful. What needs to happen this week to get that done? Number three, I think this is really helpful. It's something that I'm definitely gonna be taking on. Checking in with yourself. Starting, something I wanna start doing even, I've wrote. Weekly, what have I actually done? So I said that earlier, but I think that is a big takeaway from this. Like checking in with yourself. If you're trying to keep yourself accountable for being productive at the end of the day write down okay what have I done today okay that was good Mm, spent a bit too long on TikTok there didn't get up this morning because I didn't give myself something to worthy of getting up for if you know what I mean so I was just like okay start work at 7am and then you realize I didn't actually wake up because I didn't want to wake up because I didn't want to start working so checking in with yourself also allows you to like change what didn't go well which is really important Reframe your thoughts and get excited. So, like we said, changing the narrative on your stress. Stop thinking about the task at hand and maybe start thinking about the outcome. Get excited that this is going to allow you to get to your goals. And if it's not exciting, it's probably not worth it. Your goal, if your goal isn't exciting to you and doing the work to get there isn't exciting, I think you need a new goal, to be honest, because it's clearly not something you're passionate about, which I think is super hard to work on. It's so hard to work on something that doesn't bring you joy and isn't exciting to you. So reframe your thoughts and get excited. Number five, look after your busy mind and connect with yourself. Balance is so important, so important. So my journal prompt for this week is kind of a reflection on this. Are you busy? Are you, how shall I, how shall I frame this? Basically check in with yourself. Are you being unproductive? And I want to know what your worst habit is. So like mine, mine is, well, mine's very much all of these, but my worst habit is definitely like planning and not doing. Like spending way too long on the setup of things and the planning of things and not actually going forward and doing them. Like spending two days finding the perfect podcast chair rather than just like taking my office chair and filming a podcast on it and like figuring it out as we go. What is your toxic trait when it comes to being unproductive? And then if you want to journal further, how can we overcome that? Hopefully I've given you enough tips. But yeah, I want to know what your toxic, unproductive trait is. And if you are productive, fuck you, I'm very jealous. (laughs) Okay, I will see you next week with an episode all about uh, hustle culture, my predictions on hustle culture, where it comes from, my opinions on it, how to get over it. And yeah, I think it's a really interesting episode. So... I will see you next week. I hope you have a wonderful week and I hope this episode has been somewhat productive. Fuck it now. (laughs) Somewhat helpful. Bye. Love you. (laughs)